Blog Talk Radio. Hey, this is Anthony C. Ferrante, director of Sharknado. Hi, this is the voice of BattleBots, Mark Biro. This is Seth Shostak, senior astronomer at the SETI Institute. Hello, my name is Matt Simon. I am a science writer at Wired Magazine and author of the new book, The Wasp That Brainwashed the Caterpillar. This is Frank Joseph. I'm the author of an essay in the latest book, Lost Secrets of the Gods. Hi, this is Linda Godfrey, author of American Monsters. Hello, my name is Robert Solis. I'm the author of Unidentified, the UFO Phenomenon. Hi, this is Nick Redfern, the author of Close Encounters of the Fatal Kind. Hi, my name is Bob Luca. And my name is Betty Andreessen Luca. Hi, this is Jesse Proofus, the producer of JFK, The Smoking Gun. Hello, this is Marty Langford. I'm the director of Doom, the untold story of Roger Corman's The Fantastic Four. Hi, this is Kevin Randall, author of Alien Mysteries, Conspiracies, and Cover-Up. Hi, this is Tracy Roberts, founder of Positive Autistic. I'm Jeremiah Bomek, the producer of The Real of Horror. Hi, my name is Bill Hall, author of The World's Most Haunted House. Hi, this is Micah Hanks, and I'm the author of the book The Ghost Rockets. And you're listening to Emmy on the Graveyard Shift talk show, blogtalkradio.com. trying to make sense out of all the madness. The place is boarded up, shut down, so I broke in and borrowed some newspapers. I don't get it, Doc. I mean, how can all this be happening? It's like we're in hell or something. No, it's Hill Valley, although I can't imagine hell being much worse. Can't help that. 
how's everybody doing out there? Hope everybody's doing good and out of having a nice weekend. We're going, there's all kinds of stuff happening over here in Tampa, man. Oh, whew. I don't know if you guys have ever been, but uh, if you haven't, you're missing out on one heck of a time. Let's see here. Uh, okay. So we got um, uh, Gasparilla, uh, which is a very old celebration where pirates come in and invade. So if you've never seen that, that's something you definitely got to see. And uh, if I can't – oh, there we go. We're on the chat. Now I can talk with much more attention. Okay, so here's how it works. If this is the first time you've ever listened to us, we simulcast – and by the way, hello, bit chatters. Um, we simulcast in audio and video. In audio only, we're on blogtalkradio.com slash thegraveyardshift. And in video and audio, obviously, we're on bidchat.com slash graveyardshift. So once again, and you can do it, what I've been asking fans to do, and I'm sure they've already figured this out by now. Once again, this is for all the new fans that are not aware of this. You can open links in new windows. That way you can get the whole Graveyard Shift experience because who wouldn't want me in Quadrio? Seems the stereo is Quadrio and anyway, I don't know. Four dimensions, whatever. So you can open blogtalkradio.com slash the graveyard shift in one internet browser window, then open a new internet browser window and go to bidchat.com slash graveyard shift. Now, of course, if you're not a member of Bidchat, you will have to probably sign up, but it's free and uh, there's not, it doesn't cost anything. And there you go, you know, and, and, and if you're listening to me on a mobile device, which many people do, you can still download the BidChat app for free at your Apple iTunes store or on your Google Play store or wherever they have apps. Might, they might have it on your app store. I'm not sure. I do know that they have it at Apple's iTunes store, I'm pretty sure, and I know they have it at Google Play store. So here you have it, the news of the day. What is going on? Well, you know what? Normally when we talk about weird news, um, in this show, we talk about, you know, haunted houses and, and cryptozoological stuff. But you know what? Ever since, uh, oh, there you go. There's a phone call. How about that, Apple? Here you go. Phone call. Sorry. All right. That's how we like it. We love it when phone calls come in when I'm on the air. That's the best. And, um, and we also love it when kids come in while we're on the air. That's the best. Don't, don't you guys love when that happens? <laughs> oh, I miss being in a studio so much. Anyway. Uh, so, yeah, as far as the weird news, what was I saying? See, my joke totally got messed up. All right. So instead of, like, you know, all that kind of stuff, all those paranormal subjects, because we have this new president in office, basically every day he's in office is weird news, right? I mean, I, I don't think that, you know, needs to be debated, really. Uh, and if you know, if you've been reading the news lately, it's been one heck of a, of a time. This guy has been signing executive order after executive order. And, um, well, why don't I just go ahead and tell you what he's been doing? You know, and normally, I, I really don't. I know I say this all the time, but it's true. I really don't like talking about politics in the show because really that's not what the show's about. I know that I did 
do exclusively or talk exclusively about politics when the show first started, but uh, way, way back many, many years ago. But, you know, so I try to still infuse a little bit in there. And uh, for those of you that listen to this show that don't want to hear that, I apologize. For the rest of you, uh, well, there you go. You're listening to something that you like. Okay. So anyway, Donald Trump has been working, President Trump, has been working at breakneck speed in the past seven days since he's been in office. And news officials have been reporting that he's not working any faster than other presidents. He signed five executive orders thus far and 10 presidential memos in his first week. But his most recent order has, is really drawing some ire. It's an order that immediately halted the refugee program to the U.S. The Trump executive order, known as the Muslim ban by the public, is the one that may be the first to be challenged in court. Now, it's not really the speed that's of, the, of him doing these executive orders that's bothering a lot of Americans as much as it is the controversial nature of some of them. You know, his executive orders include, for example, repealing Obamacare and bringing torture back to CIA directives. But, you know, an executive order that does not have the backing of Congress and the president's cabinet doesn't really have a lot of strong legal legs and, quote unquote, will not actually happen, according to some uh, media sources. So he's already – and what's interesting, I think, is that President Trump has already begun to experience disagreement from his cabinet on some of his executive orders, specifically CIA Director Mike Pompeo, who disagrees with Trump's executive order on torture. A change Pompeo says he wasn't even consulted on. Defense Secretary James Mattis also, by the way, opposes the reopening of black site prisons. So – this is really um yeah, okay, where is it? There it is. The specific order could also lead to economic consequences for America. Additionally, many deem the order unconstitutional. Both Vice President Pence and the Speaker of the House, Paul Ryan, have said in the past a ban of entry into the US due to faith is quote unquote offensive and unconstitutional. In fact, Speaker Ryan strongly condemned Trump in the past, noting the Muslims serving in American forces and even in the House of Representatives that would be offended by any ban of Muslims to the U.S. But Speaker Ryan now reportedly supports Trump's executive order known as the Muslim ban. Uh, one media source reports that the specifics of the executive order bans nationals from six countries from entering into the U.S. over the next 90 days. Additionally, no refugees will be admitted to America for the next 120 days. Now, President Trump uses 9-11 attacks as the legal basis in the wording of his executive order, but he cited countries in the order that were not involved in attacks on America. The six countries named in the order, if you're interested, are Syria, Iraq, Iran, Libya, Somalia, Sudan, and Yemen, all countries with a Muslim population that exceeds 80%. And speaking of those countries, um, we there was one country in particular, Iran, that they responded as saying that uh, they're going to ban you as visitors in retaliation to Trump move. Now, I, I take it – I think we have a caller. Normally, I, I take callers later, but I don't mind taking one in now. So I'm going to go ahead and let this caller in. All right. Hello, caller. So can you just please tell us your first name 
and where you're calling from. Justin Stewart. From first Rodney name only. Star, Texas. First name only. First name only. So your first oh, name sorry. is Justin. Justin, and where are you calling from? Rising Star, Texas. Oh, cool. Oh, that's a really small town. Very, very small. About eight hundred people. Yeah, eight hundred people. Wow, wow. Is that uh, is that now? That's near the south of Texas. Am I wrong in that? Or that is, yeah, about um, West Texas. West Texas. Okay. So, Justin. Um, now you're calling. Are you calling to talk about the stories of the day, or did you want to? Did you have something else on your mind? Well, I kind of wanted to um, talk about um, some of my books I've written. Oh, so you're an author? Yes, sir. Oh, great. Okay. Well, we are always uh, willing to promote uh, artists and authors on our show, and especially. I mean, you don't have to be local. Well, local for us is t- well. Actually, on this show, local is across the country. So. Right now, Justin, you've got millions possibly listening in, and uh, especially uh, from our uh, video feed here on, on BidChat, you've got quite a lot of people listening in. So why don't you tell us – so now I understand why you wanted to give us your first and last name. Uh, why don't you give us uh, – so tell us your – go ahead and tell us your, author, your, your name that appears on the book and tell us what, what do you do as an author? What kind of books do you write? Well, my name on my books is Justin Stewart. Mm-hmm. And I write. I've written one point book, two horror books, and two mystery books. And I'm working on a third mystery book right now. Okay, great. So, I mean, are any of these books like uh, published uh, through a publishing company, or, or did you? Yes, sir. Um, also, um, they're through um, two publishing companies, and. Um. Yes, they 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 are published and they're through on publishing companies. I've not self-published as of yet. Okay, that's great. So, uh, and what can you give us the names of these books so people can look them up? Yes, sir. Um, they are points points from the heart. Punch like calculation like the murder. Now hold on a second, Justin. So, punch from the heart is that like fist punch? Is that like what? Like fist, like punch, like fist. It's just it's a no, little hard um, to hear you. Um, no, it's um, points from the heart. Points like points like points on a map. No points like like um. Oh, poems like poems like you're like you're writing poetry. Yes, sir. Okay, so poems from the heart. Go on. Yes, sir. And calculations of murder. Okay. Return of Ray Jack. Okay. Um, bookstore of death. Okay. And reunion from hell. Cool. Are these all related? Are they like a like a series of stories that that are connected? No. Um, they're all um their own individual books and stories. Oh, cool. Okay. I I mean I like the titles. Especially bookstore of death sounds sounds interesting. I I think that's a horror book. Yes, sir. Okay. Great. So it then, um, it, it, it was actually the first horror book I ever wrote. Oh wow! How long have you been writing? About three to four years. Okay, so so you you're a fairly fairly new writer, but um, it, it, so how how talk talk to me a little bit about your writing style. So I mean, we have a lot of 
fans that listen to the show that they are also writers and they're very they're aspiring writers. They want to get into the business, and I I think it helps them to listen to another actual writer talking about their craft because it motivates them to do the same. So can you give us a little bit of detail over your writing style? How do you how exactly do you go well, about writing a book? Well, well, my writing style is basically just whatever comes to my mind. Um, what you got to do is first make an outline on paper. Get all your characters and your settings and, you know, like the time period you want to write the book in. And then once you get all your characters and the setting and the time period put together, then you start writing and then you refer to your I call it like a cheat sheet so that you can always keep track of who's doing what and where. Great. And as far as the mystery goes, to who? Right. Okay. So this chat viewers, if you want to listen to this interview, which I'm sure you already know this, open the link in the new video and go to blogtalkradio.com slash the radio show on that window, and then you'll be able to listen to my Denise Tuck and Justin over here. Okay. So back to you, Justin. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Emilio. I'm gonna have to. I I hate to do this to you, but I'm gonna have to call you right back because my phone is messing up. Okay, that's fine. Take your time, Justin. No worries. We'll, we'll, we'll be here. We're here. Okay, I'll call you. I'll call you back. Hi, can you hear me? Hi, it's Luke McDermott, Tampa, Florida. Hey, Emilio, long-time listener, long-time listener, first-time caller. choppy on your end so I'm gonna to try to say a soft try to say it best I can. You were talking about stuff being on constitutional with the Trump administration earlier. Um well the thing is with unconstitutionalism is a uh, it's only really unconstitutional when the people in charge say it's unconstitutional. Which it which is a messed up system. Amelia, it's kind of it's kind of choppy on the other line. I'm I'm hearing a lot of static on your end. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know why that is. 
cell phone, yes. It's always better to call on a landline if you can. Landline, okay. Unfortunately, I don't have a landline. Um, let me just say a couple things, and then I'll um, I'll get off the phone so someone with landline can talk. Well, it what the Trump administration is saying is very unconstitutional. The idea that you could torture, that you should be advocating torture and waterboarding to get information is a very slippery slope. And in the past, we've had, you know, we've had past presidential nominees. Uh, John McCain once said that torture has not gotten anywhere when it came to informational retrieving. And he was tortured when captured overseas in Vietnam. I feel like if the Trump administration wanted to connect with the people and went over his approval ratings, he wouldn't advocate torture and such grisly crimes. Okay. Well, I appreciate you telling us your opinion on that, Luke. Do you have, um, uh, do you have any shows that you know of that have been confirmed? Do you have anything there? Are you going to be anywhere public? Public appearances? Is there anything coming up there that you're aware of? Um, I can barely hear you, but what I could say, what I think you said was, do I have any upcoming shows I'd like to plug? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes I really have trouble hearing because um, with a cell phone. Uh, callers, I am will be performing at the 439 Bar in St. Pete uh, next Wednesday. I will also be a part of John Jacobs' um, uh, podcast, Couch Talk. John Jacobs from the from MTV's hit show Are You the One and the Road Rules Challenge. I will also be also regular at the Tampa Improv. Also, if you also please subscribe and follow to my online web series Tonight at Full House. Merchandise will be available within the following month. Glad to be on your show, Emilio. You have a great day. You do. We got another guy on the air. I want to like, believe this might be Justin again. Justin, is that you? Yes, it's me, Emilio. I'm sorry about that, but like the um, other gentleman said, I'm I, I am on a landline. I'm still getting a lot of static on your end. That's, I don't know. I don't know what that is. But, you know, I've been getting a lot of people telling me that they get a lot of static, and when I hear it uh, later, it doesn't sound like that at all. I don't know why that would be. Um, I don't know if it might be. I, mean, I am using my um my uh, head my headset microphone, but um you know I don't know if that has anything to do with it or or if it's just the blog talk server. I have no idea. But uh, pretty frustrating. Oh, okay. Not really a lot that I can do about it, unfortunately. Um, but can you still hear me, or do you just hear me in a lot of static? Okay, well, um, you're you're coming in you're you're coming in a little bit clearer right now. Okay, that's good. Yeah, I, I upped the um my my uh my gain a little bit. Does that help a little more? I'm sorry. Could you repeat that, please? Does that help any? Does that help at all that you can hear me now? Um, I still couldn't understand you. All right, well, I don't know what's going on. I'm sorry. I, I wish I knew the answer. Um, I, I've done as much as I could on my end. It might just be a problem with the Blog Talk audio software. Sometimes it, it just doesn't work. 
people can buy my books, um, I believe I heard you right. People can buy my books um, online at Amazon, at CreateSpace.com. Um, they can look them up and probably find them on like Barnes and Noble, Books a Million, and other online stores throughout the United States and um, well around the world. Okay, well that's great. So then, uh, what 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 are some books that you're working on now that you can? I mean, I know you've talked about them a little bit. But let's let's refresh people's memory. So what is it that you're working on now that I'm look forward to? I'm working on a third mystery book. It's gonna it's gonna be called Murder at Talon Manor. Okay. And it's set, you know, in modern times. Um and I believe it's gonna be a pretty good book. Um I like like I said earlier, I've got my outline, I've got my characters ready. I got all the settings and everything. The only thing I don't know, just like the reader won't know until the end of the book, is who did it and who they did it to and why. Okay, cool. And once again, these are books that people can get at any at most major bookstores and Amazon. All they have to do is ask for your name. Um, S T E W A R D. Okay, great. Well, Justin, I want to thank you so much for calling. Do you have any opinion that, or that you would like to share on any of the news that I've been discussing in the show? We were talking about, uh, of course, the you know the recent executive orders that President Trump has in, in, uh, initiated, and you know there's been of course a lot of controversy over that. So we're just trying to get everyone's opinions, and I always want to give my fans' opinion uh, a chance to, to talk about that. Well. Um... From what I've seen in the news, um, I believe that um, Mr. Trump is doing a good job. Um, And as your other caller said, I don't believe in the um, torture part of it. But unfortunately, sometimes whenever you capture an enemy, unfortunately sometimes torture is going to be involved but I don't really believe in that and I think maybe they could maybe try and find another way use Mm -hmm. true serum or something like that and as far as other policies he's been talking about putting into effect and so on um I I agree with a lot of them, like like the wall and everything else, and because I don't think it's fair for illegals to be coming over here and getting benefits and all this when they're not actually United States citizens, and if they want to go through the process of becoming a nationalized citizen and get their you know, citizenship papers and everything, they don't have a problem with them getting benefits. But if they're going to come over here illegally, I honestly don't believe that they should be getting any kind of benefits. And let me ask you this, Justin, if I'm if I may, uh, do you do you think a wall will stop or will slow down immigration or illegal immigration? I believe if they do the wall right, it will, but. 
they got to make the wall, you know, high enough and wide, you know, and wide enough where they can't just, you know, put just your your ordinary ladder up there and climb over the wall. I mean, I believe that they need to <laughs> be one hell of put, a ladder. <laughs> right, that would be a hell of a ladder, and I believe, you know, that what they should do also is put like. And so just like the Border Patrol walking the border now, I believe what they should do, what I've heard that they were thinking about doing was putting um, like a military base there and stuff like that to keep the illegals out. And I think that would be good for the simple fact that not only would that provide more jobs for the military, but it would also provide civilian jobs, you know, like the cooks and all that stuff, on you know, like the civilian employees on military bases. With um, jobs too, so it would, so it would be good for the workforce as well. Okay, so I mean, so you're in favor of, I mean, on, obviously, like you said, you're in favor of the walls and stuff like that. Um, uh, my thing is, you know, if they build this wall, they're going to have to go both ways with it because, I mean, people can always just burrow underneath because that's what they've been doing, you know, with the uh, current border protection per, uh, things that we've got. We've got. They're finding tunnels underneath people's houses, even to this day, that were there from the 80s and before. And, um, I mean, it's it's amazing what these drug cartels and human smuggling uh, rings will do if they have to. So they're, they're pretty resourceful. I just hope whatever well, they do, you know. Well, that is true, but, you know, I think if they built the wall, you know, dug down so deep that even the, you know, drug cartels and the illegals and all this stuff would not bother digging as deep as the wall would be because it would be so hot down there or, you know, whatever, then that would probably stop a lot of that. Maybe, maybe. We'll we'll just have to see what, what happens. I mean, my, my biggest complaint about that is, is the money that's going to be involved versus the money that that we're losing you know if i don't know i mean i don't know i'm not i'm not good at finances i don't know anything about it all i know is is it financially feasible if you compare how much we'll be spending on the wall versus how much we're losing now if we're going to look at it that way for the illegal immigration is it is it something that can be comparable and you know well Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, well, I well, I think there's still a lot of research and stuff that needs to be done on it. But if they build the well, well, think of it this way. Think of how much money the government is losing paying illegals that come over here because all the money that we're paying them could be used to go towards building the wall to keep them out. Okay, they should come in. 
Well, see, I'm not saying that they don't have a right to come over here. I'm saying that they want to come over here, then they need to do it legally and go through through the process. And But if they want to come over here illegally, then I don't think they should be able to get benefits or anything like that because that's just taken away from the American citizens that need those benefits that, you know, or have earned those benefits or, you know, how, however the case may be. And if we're paying all this money to the illegals and that's taken away from the American citizen that, you know, needs those benefits to live on. Yeah. Now, I'm going to ask you something here, Justin. Uh, something that are, is it, are you okay with discussing this? By the way, I never asked you this before. We're, we're kind of having a friendly debate, but are you sure you're, are you okay? I'm, I'm not, I'm oh, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine with it. I'm okay, fine with it. Yeah, we're just having a friendly debate. It's just a friendly little discussion. Let me ask you something. One one of the more popular uh, counterpoints, I guess you can say, that the pro-immigration crowd would ask somebody that would say that is they would say something to the effect of how are the quote-unquote illegal immigrants benefiting from the, our country in contrast to a, an American citizen. Like if, if we're saying, if somebody is saying, okay, they're taking away the benefits of the American citizens, so how are they taking away the benefits? How, how would you respond to that? Well, I would respond with the money that we're paying to the, you know, illegal immigrants could be used to raise the benefits of the people that need them and have earned them. Because by paying all this money to them, then the people that have earned them, like the veterans or the disabled or the retired or, you know, whatever, they're not able to get raises. They're not able to really have the money to support themselves are their families that well because there's no money in these programs for raises for like really good raises for these people every year because the cost of living goes up and up because we're giving all this money to all these illegals and so that's taken away from the benefits of the you know aforementioned groups okay all right well, that's definitely one way to look at it. I mean, you know, you're always, no matter what, you know, you're always going to have different opinions with these types of subjects. And, you know, when it all comes down to it, I think that um, we can find a way that everyone will be at, well, I don't think everyone will be 100% happy, but I think we can find a way where if they do it the right way, people will be tolerant of it, <laughs> maybe. But more important than this, uh, Justin came on not to debate, but to talk about himself as an author. And I wanted to thank him for taking the time. I think, um, you know, normally we don't keep fans this long, but oh, well, so what? I was the one that, that talked. So, Justin, once again, your name is Justin Stewart, S-T-E-W-A-R-D. And you can yes, find sir. his books at most major bookstores and online at places like Amazon.com. Justin, is there anything you want to say real quick before I before we drop you off the air? Well, um, I just want to say thank you to those of y'all out there that have 
having bought my books um and having and have enjoyed them and I hope that um if you find somebody that had like a friend or family member, maybe you can tell them about it, maybe they'll buy them as well. Great. So thank you once again, Justin, for calling. Thank you. And, uh, you have a great day, my friend. All right, you too, my friend. Thank you. Have a good no night. Problem. Bye. All right, so we wanted to thank uh, Justin for calling in and Luke as well. Uh, I, I really apologize to them for I, – I don't understand why we're having audio issues with our callers. I've listened to the episodes myself. I don't personally hear it, um, but for some reason, whenever we have somebody calling live – and I've noticed this, too, when I call other shows. I don't know if it's because of my mic. I mean, I am using a headset mic because, unfortunately, my usual mic is not working correctly, unfortunately, or else I would use that instead. Um, so I don't know what's going on. All right. So I'm going to take a quick break, everybody. When I get back, um, we are going to continue discussing the news of the day, um, and hopefully we'll get to something fun instead of just politics because oh my god that is so boring so uh we um we'll we'll uh we'll be right back if i can find the uh you know where is it i don't see it anywhere where are you i don't see the bumper i had it and then it just went away on me and don't you just hate when it does that Oh, there it is. Okay, we'll be right back, guys. It's Emmy on the Graveyard Shift, and I have punched in for the day. Put your warm feet on hold, Graveyard Shift fan. Our illustrious host, Emmy. Why the hell does he always say that word, illustrious? We'll be right back after this break with more shifty, yeah, like shitty, awesomeness. I can't believe this guy. Who the hell does he think he is? Um, no. Okay, um... We'll, uh, we'll, we'll be right back. I went to the public library to try to make sense out of all the madness. The place is boarded up, shut down, so I broke in and borrowed some newspapers. I don't get it, Doc. I mean, how can all this be happening? It's like we're in hell or something. No, it's Hill Valley, although I can't imagine hell being much worse. Oh, Amy. I'm sorry, boy. The lab is an awful, 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 awful mess. Oh, boy. Obviously, the time continuum has been disrupted, creating this new temporal event sequence resulting in this alternate reality. English, Doc. Here, here, here. Let me, let me illustrate. Imagine that this line represents time. Here's the present, 1985, the future, and the past. Prior to this point in time, Somewhere in the past, the timeline skewed into this tangent, creating an alternate 1985. Alternate to you, me, and Einstein, but reality for everyone else. Recognize this? It's the bag the sports book came in. I know, because the receipt was still inside. I found them in the time machine, along with this. the top of Biff's cane. I mean, old Biff from the future. Correct. It was in the time machine because Biff was in the time machine with the sports overnight. Holy shit. You see, while we were in the future, Biff's 
dropped the sports book, stole the time machine, went back in time, and gave the book to himself at some point in the past. Look. <laughs> it says right here that this made his first million betting on a horse race in 1958. He wasn't just lucky, he knew, because he had all the race results in the sports almanac. That's how he made his entire fortune. Look in his pocket with a magnifying glass. The almanac. Son of a bitch stole my idea. He must have been listening when I... It's my fault. The whole thing is my fault. If I hadn't bought that damn book, none of this would have ever happened. No, that's all in the past. You mean the future? Whatever. It demonstrates precisely how time travel can be misused and why the time machine must be destroyed. After we straighten all of this out. Right, so we go back to the future and we stop it from stealing the time machine. We can't, because if we travel into the future from this point in time, it will be the future of this reality in which Biff is corrupt and powerful and married to your mother, Marion Rich. This has happened to me. No. Our only chance to repair the present is in the past, at the point where the timeline skewed into this tangent. In order to put the universe back as we remember it and get back to our reality, we have to find out the exact date and the specific circumstances of how, where, and when young Biff got his hands on that sports almanac. Broadcasting live from a war-torn battlefield, from atop a 200-foot-tall, last-of-its-kind woolly mammoth, driving a bunch of drunk zombies on their way to an all-you-can-eat super flesh buffet. Teaching a cat how to speak fluent Klingon. You're listening to the Graveyard Shift online radio talk show. And now, just finished from sucker-punching your country's ruthless dictator, because he's just that damn cool. Here's your illustrious host. Emmy. Hi, everybody. This is Emmy from the Graveyard Shift. We're back. Guys, I normally do not do this. I really don't. But um, I want to, I'm going to have to cut the episode a bit short today. Um, We had a few snafus over here. But before I do that, it's only fair, first of all, that I say this episode is brought to you by Words Take Flight Books, a great publishing company that also offers editing services. You can find out more about them by going to www.wtfbooks.net. I'm also going to play their commercial before I leave the air today. Um, normally, I, you know, the show's a little bit longer today, but we had, we're having, I didn't realize that we're having quite a few technical snafus. I don't even know if my audio is going through or not because I just tried listening to the show and it's, it's coming over across really bad. I know my mic is okay because I just tested it. So I don't know if it's the blog talk servers. I don't know what's going on. But anyway, I'm going to play the the Words Take Flight Books commercial because that's me being fair to our business sponsor. And we want to, of course, always thank them. In fact, I'll do even more than that. I'm going to put up their image here if I can find it. Here it is. There it is, Words Take Flight Books. Man, i got to change that. You can barely see it. Um, So you can find out more about them at www.wtfbooks.net. And here's the commercial, guys. I want to thank you. Um, for um, you know, listening in, and and uh, and here it is. 
What have you read lately? If it was a book from Words Take Flight Books, then you've solved a deadly mystery, traveled through time, tried to help war orphans, fought the undead in the Caribbean, and that's just the beginning. If what you're reading isn't taking you to the places you want to go, or to places you didn't think you could, then you need to book your next reading adventure at Words Take Flight Books. Words Take Flight Books, defying perceptions, denying limitations. Visit them today at www.wtfbooks.net. You feel that universe? That satisfied feeling only comes from having finished a super epic, awesome episode of The Graveyard Shift online radio talk show. Hosted by your illustrious host, Emmy. Make sure to follow on blogtalkradio.com slash The Graveyard Shift and our Twitter feed, hashtag Emmy Shift Show, to stay in the loop for future episodes. Until next time, Shifties, we're punching out.